everyone, welcome to another episode of Geekly Recap, the podcast where Meryl and myself get stuck into your favourite TV shows week by week. We delve into the details and discuss the episodes, helping us to process it all together. This week, we'll be diving straight into episode four of The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. We will discuss each scene and continue to speculate where this series is leading, with only two episodes now left to go. We will then have a look at your questions and comments that you've sent to us and hopefully have some answers for you. Want to join in with the discussion? Make sure you're following us on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram at Geekly Recap Pod. And you can head to our website geeklyrecap.weebly.com to contact us. There you can also sign up to our weekly newsletter so you don't miss a thing. Now are you subscribed? Good, then let's begin. Oh my god, we're on episode four. Oh my god. Did you see it early in the morning like me? Because I woke up and the first thing I did was put on Disney Plus. No, you know what? <laughs> I wanted to savor it. I was like, you know what? I'm going to get up, be really lazy, go and have breakfast. But that was how long it took. It didn't take that much like longer. But then I was taking notes the first time. So it took me quite a good few hours to get through it. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't like making notes on the first viewing. Oh, see, I do because that's when like I'm more interested in making the notes. If I've already watched it, I'm like, oh, homework now. See, I agree with that, but I don't want to keep stopping and pausing when something so good is happening. No, but it's good. I pay more attention to stuff. No, I respectfully disagree. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, what a bloody episode. I mean, literally, what a bloody episode. I literally watched it first thing. And I didn't message you and I was like, mm. going by what you said before, if you want to message me and talk about it, you will. So I left it and I didn't say, and I didn't know who to talk to. So I messaged one of our cousins who I know is not watching the show and doesn't care about spoilers, <laughs> just so I could tell someone. <laughs> and I sent him the photo of the bloody shield. And I was like, <laughs> and you told me the MCU does not go dark. <laughs> By the way, if you haven't watched the bloody episode yet, turn off now, watch it and come back because that was a spoiler. <laughs> and there's going to be major spoilers. I also actually had a question for you and I did put it at the end of my notes. Let me ask you now. Okay. So at the end of our previous episode, we had a comment on Instagram and they referenced Walker and Homelander. And you went, yeah, but he's not as bad as Homelander. I still don't think he's as bad as Homelander. (laughs) Or is he on the way to becoming Homelander? It depends on what he does now. Does he feel guilt or is he like, meh, I don't care? Well, the way he put on that shield, I didn't see any remorse. But that's not to say it's not going to come. Obviously, that was obviously just the little snippet that we got. Only basing it on what we know of John Walker so far, he's not even... (laughs) He'd have to get pretty um, dark in order to reach Homelander levels of scary. Are you trying to say that wasn't as dark? (laughs) There was not even any blood on Nico's face. Well, you saw the blood on the shield and the hand. I mean, it's not a problem. We still got the basic whatever happened. Well, because some people said, did he even... Because I thought he decapitated him. Just because I was like, if we're going to go there. He didn't decapitate him. Although that would be cool because the cap. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. But a lot of people actually said, I'm assuming he hit him in his chest. Just like we will obviously reference it, but Iron Man in Civil War. That he just assumes to mirror it they would, he would just be bashing his chest maybe with the shield. So that would answer your question to not seeing the blood on the face, maybe? Yeah, no, I mean, I get it. It's Disney. Although you do see blood on, I didn't notice it before, but you do see blood on Cap 
he's got it over the star on his uniform. Uh, well, he should do. I mean, he has just been beating a man to death with his shield, so... I'll say it again, but it's such a hauntingly beautiful moment, an image of seeing him hold that shield like that. Yeah, I thought that that below angle where he's holding it, it, I was like, that is so cool. And I was also thinking that would be a really cool cosplay. I'm sure someone's already done it. They're probably, yeah, doing it right now, spraying their shield with red paint. Can you imagine the amount of hate that person would get? (laughs) I hold my hands up, I was wrong, that he wouldn't take the serum. We were like, oh, it might be a post-credit sequence at the end. Nope. I wouldn't have gone this way so soon. However, I'm not taking anything away from this episode because it was incredible i agree like if it wasn't done well i would have had way more complaints about what they did i'm worried that when we get to the end of the show i will be disappointed either because they can't finish everything or because they just try and round everything up and they do it in a really like haphazard way you know like it's very obvious they rush it i don't want him to have a full story arc and we end it i hope to see more of john walker after this series don't just wrap up his storyline and this is the thing i feel like because we've gotten so used to like character development is so good now in tv shows yeah for example lost orange is the new black they're able to take you back to a time before so you get to understand more about who this character is And I'm so spoiled by that, that I'm like, I need this for him. Just because even if he ends up being a dick, I still want to kind of understand where he's coming from. But should we start off? Yes, let's start. (laughs) Let's start. (laughs) So episode four. Yes, it's called The Whole World Is Watching. This is also directed by Karis Gogland. As mentioned, she directs all six episodes. Yeah, and it's written by Derek Colstead, who did John Wick movies and episode three. The synopsis for episode four. John Walker loses patience with Sam and Bucky as they learn more about Carly Morgenthau. Well, we start back in Wakanda, six years ago. Which is perfect, because this episode begins how episode three ended. We get to see uh, Bucky back with his long hair, and Io is with him. Now, I didn't say it last week, but Io is played by Florence Kasumba. She's been in other Marvel movies like Black Panther, Civil War, Infinity War... So it seems like they're in the middle of, you know, Bucky. Well, not middle. They're towards the end of Bucky's healing process, I guess. Yeah. She's saying his trigger words. He's terrified. We start seeing flashbacks. Including the murder of Tony's parents. Zemo closing the book of the code words. Bucky attempting to break out of his cell before Zemo could finish saying all the trigger words. Winter Soldier um, on the shield helicarrier. Mask Winter Soldier trying to choke Steve in the Hydra facility in Siberia, you know, him being programmed and all that stuff. Um, But while this is all happening, Bucky is tearing up. I think he says to Io something about it's it's not working or it's not going to happen. And he's, I think he realises at some point in it, hang on a minute, I'm still in control of my own mind and I've never been in control. And it was amazing acting from Sebastian Stan. Oh because, my God. I mean, he really, he tears up and, and after she says that he's free, he starts to smile and we don't get to see Bucky smile often. So that was a real treat. And you literally see him crying from fear to crying from relief. For someone who barely has any dialogue and you see the emotion and the pain, I think we're not the only ones to say this because I saw a lot of comments online that was just applauding his intro to this episode yeah i mean subtle acting is definitely harder to channel all of that and make sure it's caught on camera exactly in the right way and it has to be subtle because the camera can pick up 
anything. Any doubt in Sebastian Stan's face would have been obvious on camera. Yeah, it was an incredibly emotional scene. But immediately she tells him he's free and we go to the present where Io's still standing with Bucky in the middle of the street. Mm -hmm. And she tells him, like, how could you free Zemo? She's obviously displaying a lot of guilt and possibly shame because she was in charge of looking after T'Chaka. She was his right-hand woman, basically, and he died on her watch. So she is obviously going to have some guilt and shame on this. And I think she mentions the shame. She tells him he's got eight hours, white wolf, and then Mm -hmm. we come for him. I, I love that they keep using it. He straight up walks into Zemo's house or wherever they are. God, that place was amazing. It is beautiful. But he just, he's up front and straight and went, well, the Wakandans are here. I'm glad that he's <laughs> honest. This is a new Bucky. He just says it like it is. It's probably part of his steps. Probably, yeah. But yeah, about that apartment or whatever it is, I think it's a studio. I don't think it's a real place. And did you notice the windows? I did, but I didn't actually go into it. Red, white and blue stars. Was this in the main room? Yeah, in the big, yeah, with the beautiful windows. Red, white and blue stars. And the rest of the grid was hexagons. Just saying. Oh, the hexagons. So, yeah, I, that's why I didn't, I didn't even notice the stars. <laughs> red, white and blue stars. <laughs> I clearly didn't even see that, but I saw hexagons. <laughs> You're still on hexagon like, brain. Was I looking at the same window? <laughs> <laughs> if you guys don't know, hexagons was like a whole thing in our one division <laughs> recap. So now I can't stop seeing hexagons. Yeah. <laughs> I see them even when in life. I'm like, oh, reference. <laughs> so Bucky sees on news on his phone. He can actually use a phone. And it actually... That wasn't his flip phone. It wasn't a banner. <laughs> Wait, hang on. Did we notice if he was using his vibranium arm or his actual arm to use the touch screen? I'm assuming he was using his right hand, but he's right-handed, I think. Okay. So probably. <laughs> See, he needs another reason to go back to that scene. Yeah. <laughs> he reads that Carly bombed a GRC supply depot and 11 injured. Three dead. And she has a list of demands and she's promising more attacks if those demands are not met. Zemo calls her a supremacist. I loved Zemo's lines. He just gets all the best quotes, I think. Basically here, all my notes are of Zemo's quotes because, again, we mentioned it in episode three. He says a lot of things that we know are true. We just don't like to agree with the fact that we're agreeing with Zemo. The thing I love about this show, and we'll probably go into again later, is that there's a lot of grey, but I feel like Zemo still kind of sees things in black and white and he doesn't choose to see that there might be more to things. If there's a slight thing that he agrees with, he'll just kind of gloss over it. Yeah, I feel like he learns a bit in this episode too because Sam definitely... I think Sam also learns from Zemo in this episode. I really liked Sam in this episode, by the way. Yeah, they definitely developed his character a lot more in this episode, which I enjoyed. Do you have his quote here, though, about her being a supremacist? I have this line... The concept of a super soldier will always trouble people. It's that warped aspiration that led to Nazis, to Ultron, to the Avengers. I love how he just constantly puts the Avengers in there. He's right, because obviously Sam's response to him is by saying, well, Carly's radicalised and there's got to be a peaceful way to stop her, which I agree with. However, he's not necessarily agreeing with Zemo either but Zemo is she is a supremacist at the end of the day she's a terrorist are we just gonna forget the fact that she's killed a bunch of people well this is the moment we actually see the same traits in Sam that we've seen in Steve Rogers and it shows why he should be holding yeah I mean that's why I loved him in this episode I mean every scene is just another reason why Sam should be the next Captain America 
Just take the shield, Sam. I did also note Zemo's other quote here. I don't know whether you had it. He said, the desire to become superhuman cannot be separated from supremacist ideals. Anyone with that serum is inherently on that path. She will not stop. She will escalate until you kill her or she kills you. Yeah, but that's when, you know, Bucky says the serum never corrupted Steve. And then Zemo goes, yeah, but has there been another Steve? And you're like, well, Isaiah. No one's going to mention Isaiah here, are they? This is also Zemo's acceptance that Steve was good. (laughs) Cue the next bit. I don't know what you've got in your notes, but I literally just wrote TT and a laughing emoji. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. He calls his aunt his TT, but it was funnier because Bucky's reaction. (laughs) And then Zemo saying it too when he goes, because he kind of says it more like TT. Yeah. (laughs) It's his accent. Oh, I was dying of laughter. <laughs> but he's like, at the end of the day, you can say this when you're a kid, but you're a grown man. Say your aunt. <laughs> See, this is another thing. Sam is kind of old fashioned in a way. Do you know what I mean? Like he's very traditional and it's apparent in how close he was with his family and how affectionately he talks about them. And I think that's another thing that him and Bucky have in common. They just don't know that they've got that in common. So next scene is the Flag Smashers. They're also listening to the news. They're on the run. The GRC has begun drafting legislation known as the Patch Act, which I thought was like a little Easter egg to patch Wolverine's (laughs) (laughs) alias, (laughs) which would uh, seek to restore traditional border regulations and fast track the return to normalcy. So it's like the opposite is happening. Right. So what they want to happen, it's the complete opposite. They're like, oh, yeah, well, we're going to go back to normal even harder. In this moment, I don't know how you felt, but Hmm. when we saw Carly bomb the GRC in episode three, Dovich wasn't too happy about it. No, I don't feel like this group when they're listening to it. Carly gives them a look and then she walks away because she almost gets that feeling that hang on a minute. I've gone against what maybe we've talked about. They don't tend to stand up to her, though. No. They're definitely concerned for what's going to happen to them now. Their days are numbered. Like, I feel like it is like the beginning of the end for them. Even though they're super soldiers, they're all young. I feel like they're in over their heads. Their ambitions are bigger than who they are. I feel like they're acting more on impulse than on actual plan. Like They know what their goal is, but they don't necessarily know. Obviously, we know. They don't know the right way to get there. So it's kind of like how walker is it's just acting on your impulse straight away and especially because i don't think everyone's right quite behind harming loads of people that's just carly's thing and even i don't even think she necessarily wants to be that kind of person but if she kind of sees what happens at the end of this episode and looks at john walker as like a mirror I hope that's the way it goes. I actually don't know how people feel about Carly and I don't know how you feel about Carly. I've not warmed to the character. I've enjoyed seeing the character, but I've not Mm -hmm. necessarily warmed to the character and I've not necessarily warmed to the flag smashers. That's why I'm like, their days are numbered now. Like, I don't even think, I mean, I might be wrong, but I feel like they're not going to be the big thing that happens like no that was like it's a leading red herring. to the power broker yeah really like, they were a red herring like you think they're going to be the big villains but they this is they're in over the heads there this is a much bigger playing field than they thought and now you've got the added danger of maybe john walker if anyone has got their own opinion on flag smashers definitely get in contact with us at geekly recap pod for me personally i've i, I don't know i just don't know how i feel about them i don't think i'd miss them so i'd happily see the end of them the boys turn up at the grc resettlement camp together 
Uh, Zemo kind of makes a comment like he used to go there for dinners and parties back in the day. He mentions his son and I did actually read there was a lot of people online that went I forgot he had kids. <laughs> like <laughs> this is part How of his How did you forget? It was like almost his <laughs> motivation for civil war <laughs> but you know it's a good link into this is how i was brought up and then he uses the whole thing like oh my son used to like this we don't know we don't know anything of his son or... i'm assuming though that that's true but it's funny that he used turkish delight because it immediately i wrote down when i was watching it all right white witch yeah like <laughs> from the line of witch in a wardrobe <laughs> well i mean people have seen the show but we brought this up because zemo uses turkish delight to bribe a kid yes but he also sings Baba black sheep mm. which, which I, is very creepy right <laughs> he made it creepy i'm like all right dude are you gonna flash these children like what are you doing it was it was like a predator i'm like are you sure you had a son <laughs> like, <I> mean, <laughs> <laughs> right that's probably why everyone forgot <laughs> and it was an interesting choice for a song to sing maybe it's a universal song but i know that it's had some um backlash or if that's the right word i don't know if this is true someone told me and this could have been a bloody joke i don't know someone told me that they changed black to purple someone at work then said to me he knows someone that said we sing rainbow sheep now it it did just make me wonder whether there was a reason they had zemo sing it aside from just it being a nursery room yeah possibly i wouldn't be surprised considering how the show has gone so exactly yeah so Sam's upstairs trying to ask about um, Donya. Everyone's running away from him, basically. And then we, we see a teacher, a hot teacher, I wrote in my notes. Oh, my he was God. Pretty young. I did look <laughs> him up. His name was Adam Vacula. You're like, this guy, Nico, Walker, calm down. <laughs> <laughs> he says that the GRC promised to send more teachers, more supplies. And that was six months ago. And you got to remember, this was set six months after Endgame. So he's literally talking straight after the blip. Yeah, they're still waiting. But, you know, I feel like this would be exactly what would happen. And without even a blip, I think this stuff happens. So Mm -hmm. there you go. And, he, you know, Sam is like, maybe I can help, you know, give me your name. And uh, he says, I know who you are, but I can't trust you. So, yeah, while while Sam's having that adventure, Bucky's not having any luck asking. And, yeah, like we said before, Zemo's using his Turkish delight to get some information from kids. But, you know, he did a good job. And then he tells the little girl, like, saying those two are bad men. Like, don't tell them anything. This is our little secret, which makes it even worse. The reason he says that we know now is because he wanted to have some leverage. He didn't want to give them all. He didn't want them to find out the information from anyone else because then Zemo would become useless yeah that's basically yeah. it so they return to the house sam says that he understands carly and he says that no one's um talking because carly is the only one that's actually fighting for them it's why they can't go anywhere but then bucky repeats his phrase which he said i think three times now do you really think her ends justify the means because if so then she's no different to zemo or anyone else that they've actually fought and he's right. Yeah, I did have this quote from Sam. I can't remember if he said it before or after, but I just liked it. For five years, people have been welcomed into countries that have kept them out using barbed wire. The entire world came together and now just like that, they're trying to get it back to normal. It's very interesting to see it from this perspective because the only version of those five years that we've seen before is in the beginning of Endgame where everything just looked horrible. Clearly, it wasn't like that everywhere. 
Maybe it was like that in the USA, but it wasn't like that everywhere. And it kind of makes you wonder, like, how much research did these Avengers do before they decided to bring everyone back? I mean, obviously, they were doing what they felt was right. I don't even know what to say to this comment because they had to bring the people back. Like, they just disappeared. But did the government have a plan for this? They clearly weren't prepared for what did happen. But you would think there would have been some protocol. The Avengers were obviously not done with this fight. Well, it had been five years, though. I feel like after the, the Infinity Stones were gone, they gave up. Maybe. I just felt like they gave up for a moment in time where you just wallow about everything that's happened. But then you're like, no, I'm going to do it. Think about it. It's been five years. If they thought about it, they thought about it for five years. And now they're probably gone. That's not happening. Yeah, maybe. Like with the whole remember Natasha and everything. Like I get that obviously they felt that they had to bring people back. But it's another thing where you're like, come on, Avengers, you know that everything you do has consequences. Think about what you do. Like maybe when they snapped the fingers, they shouldn't just said, everyone come back right now. Have them stagger. (laughs) (laughs) Every movie has basically been about how the Avengers have to watch. I mean, I'm starting to take Zemo's side right now, but you got to think about everybody. Yeah. I mean, you got to remember how Civil War happened and how Iron Man and Captain America split sides and... Cap didn't want to be on the side that was controlled by the government. I'm obviously Team Cap, hashtag Team Cap. But you got to understand where the government was coming from this with the amount of crap that came from everything that they'd done. Yeah, anyway, finally, Zemo does give them some information. He does say that the funeral for Donya is that afternoon. And um, he does tell them he's open that he wants to remain valuable to them. But he, he gets uh, Bucky all riled up. <laughs> <laughs> but I love that because it was the first time I saw Zemo was afraid of him. And this is this is regular Bucky. This isn't Winter Soldier Bucky. He's just peed off regular human Bucky. I love that though as well because it's I love this, this. <laughs> you know what I'm gonna say. Because yeah. <laughs> Sam basically calms Bucky down. He's just trying to extort you. <laughs> He'll do that stupid head tilt just as Zemo was doing the stupid head yeah. tilt. <laughs> and he just corrects it i did actually wonder if this was also improvised because we found out only a few days ago or this week depending on when you're listening to this that the dance in episode three was improvised (laughs) and not only was that improvised you mentioned the chin stroke on sebastian stan that was also improvised where sebastian couldn't hold a straight face (laughs) so I I can only imagine that this is, again, Daniel just improvising in a scene. Because after this, he says, well, do you want some cherry blossom tea? I would hope that was also just him. So then Sam calls Sharon. He asks Sharon. They just need another person. They need some protection. Yeah. And better call her than call John Walker. (laughs) John Walker is the one they need to keep an eye on. Yeah, and she (laughs) does kind of say that things have gone a bit mental in Madripoor now because of the... They killed Nagel and and, uh, she says, you killed the golden goose. Madripoor's about to get real nasty. I did Google the golden goose. I couldn't find anything apart from the fact that they've now added it under Nagel's alias online. (laughs) (laughs) So stupid. Golden goose is usually like, you know, I think it was in a, maybe a fairy tale. Maybe I'm making this up. But, you know, about a goose that lay golden eggs. It's like the thing that's bringing the money in. So I think it's just basically saying you're, you've killed the goose, the goose that would provide us the money. So then we go to the cemetery. I thought this was going to be the, the funeral, but no. No, yeah. <laughs> 
they just have like a little secret little stash of the the vials in a well I was going to say bum bag but if you're in America it's a fanny pack yeah we find out this is Nico's grandfather's grave he was a World War II resistance fighter I did actually google this name I don't think there's any connection and it's not exactly the same the surname is slightly different but during one of the London Bridge terrorist attacks one of the guys that actually fought off the attacker and ran him down the bridge it had this name almost identical name and I just wondered oh whether it was a Polish name and he was given a medal I think in Poland as well for his heroic activities I was like oh maybe maybe I just also wanted to say if anyone was checking out Nico like I was, because I know he's been in other episodes, but I don't think I paid attention. Yeah, I got his name. <laughs> Noah Mills. He's been in Two Broke Girls and Sex and the City too. <laughs> <laughs> I remembered him in Two Broke Girls. So this is a scene where Carly and him talk about the super soldier serum and she asks him, you know, is she making a mistake? This is the the sad part. The sad and ironic. Yes, because he said he used to be a Captain America fan. At that point, I'm kind of like, oh, that's sweet. And then he ends it by saying Cap made him believe that there was decent people in the world and he didn't think there could be another Captain America until he met Carly. But, like, this is coming on the back of Carly just killing three people. He does explain this because he says back then there was just good and bad, in his opinion. But the world's more complicated now. People are lost. They need a leader who looks like them, who understands their pain. So I feel like he's seeing the grey area in this. I'm not agreeing with him, but I feel like that's why he's still on her side. But is this another thing where, like you said, there's more grey areas? Are we going to accept the fact that Captain America can kill? Obviously not the way John Walker has, but is it going to be become acceptable when he has to? He's done in the war. I mean, obviously, we don't see it, see it, but he's shot at people. He's Yeah, but he's never mean? killed him. As far as we know, he's well, we don't never know. actually he, at killed At the end of the him. day, Steve is a soldier. So I thought in moments of battle where it's kill or be killed, he's either, like, obviously knocked them out or he's killed them. He tries to disarm rather than kill. Like, kills his last option. Yeah, but I wouldn't say that he definitely hasn't killed anybody. At the end of the day, he is a soldier, so that's what they do. But in the comics, he hadn't actually killed anyone until I think 1986. So in Mark Grunewald's comics, um, Captain America issue 321, it's where Ultimatum, which I have mentioned before, is the comics equivalent of the Flag Smashers. They take 110 hostages under the Flag Smashers orders and one agent is told to start executing if anyone interferes. So when Steve enters, he starts firing and killing them, leaving Cap with no choice but to kill the agent and the killing then haunts cap so he hands back the shield and that's when john walker becomes captain america steve's conscience took over will we see this with john who knows we don't know nico says here that what we're doing the flag smashers are doing will outlive the legacy of that shield and then carly calls the shield a monument to a bygone era she says it's a reminder of all the people history just left out which in a way i i understand With the whole shield being destroyed, and obviously this is just how I feel. I don't know how anyone else feels about this. I agree with what she said about as a reminder of um, all the people that history left out. Like, we know there's bad connotations that comes with the shield. But I, I said it again when Sam mentioned it. Has everyone forgotten all the good that came out of it? The shield as a symbol, the man holding the shield, the US government, they're all different things for me. 
I'm not saying that the shield isn't tainted, especially now. And it might be better that no one actually holds the shield now. But I'm sure a lot of other people feel like the shield represents hope more than anything else. We're just blinded by the world as it is right now. And we need a symbol of hope more than ever, whether it be a man or woman. Because what kind of a world does anyone want to live in to believe that all hope is lost? At the end of the day, remember the shield is government property, right? So it's almost like they're going to control whoever holds it. It's so easy to disregard the ideal of a Captain America as a whole. Going back to the first Avenger, the Red Skull tells Captain America, you could have the power of the gods, yet you wear a flag on your chest and think you fight a battle of nations. I have seen the future, Captain. There are no flags, not my future. And this, to me, shows so much similarity to the Flag Smashers and the Red Skull. Like, for people who truly believe in their cause as well and how the world is now, (laughs) but that their wrongs make a right, only their way of doing things, you just see more destruction, more hate, and more segregation. It's like fighting racism with racism, it cannot happen, and you can't fight terrorism with terrorism. Well, yeah, I agree with you. I felt attacked when they said they wanted to destroy (laughs) the shield. It's one of those things where it's hard to explain it because I'm trying to see all the different sides of it. But while I don't think, obviously, I don't think the shield should be destroyed because if it's such a symbol, then I feel like, obviously, it should be used in the best way. I don't think the government are using it the way it should be used. It's their way of trying to get normal back. I feel like when they got John Walker, I don't even know if they ever thought he'd be useful. I I feel like they just wanted a face, you know, so people could go, oh, there's someone there looking out for us again. But I feel like he's just an image. It's almost like those adverts where they had Captain America back in the 40s where he was just selling bonds or whatever. But what, what I'm trying to say is I kind of understand how from other people's perspectives who have gotten a little bit more pessimistic because they've seen the darker side of things. They haven't been as lucky or, I don't know, they haven't had the benefits of an America that speaks for them, just like Sarah kind of mentions later. Yeah, it doesn't represent them. We know how things are. We know that this stuff only reaches up to a certain point and there's many people that it completely leaves out, just like Carly said. So these are all the people that never, ever felt represented by any of it. And you can understand why they've become disillusioned about it all. So I get I get why there's certain people that just don't see the appeal in it anymore. And it's like, you know, when Nick, Nico talks about how he used to like Captain America and she's kind of like, she says something like that. Should I be, like mock you later yeah, or, something? or something? And I was like, calm down, Cal. But at the same time, I get it because for them, it was like a fairy tale or something. Do you know what I mean? Like something that they thought, oh, that would be a nice idea, but it's not the reality. And it's a good debate. I'm interested to see what other people think. All right, so we go back now with um, the boys. I'm just going to call them the boys. They're going to the funeral. And, um, <laughs> God, every single time he appeared on screen, I I was just like, oh, for God's Did sake. Did you scoff? <laughs> I scoffed hard. <laughs> like, it was just like, it wasn't even <laughs> like that he just appeared. It was just every time he appeared, he appeared like in the most annoying way. Just guns are blazing every time. And not even in like a, you know, demanding, like a sort of 
in control person and this is one of the things i love about how he's being played is that there's such a desperation there that it's so unattractive and it's arrogance i was thinking about it and i was like can you imagine being that guy who's been given this responsibility and you know everything that that job entails and he has all these expectations as well as what he imagines will happen now that he is captain america and to find that you're chasing after people who are not respecting you. Like, he feels like I'm the person that would be telling others what to do now. Like, I would I would command people and they he do what respect. I He wants respect. That's what Captain America would do. He would lead. And instead, he's following other people and trying to catch up on information. And no one's telling him. They're all, like, acting like he's this annoying, you know, kid that's just turned he off. Is. Going. <laughs> but they're like... But, but again, he's having to go by the government rules, although apparently he's gone off the books. Even though... I found him really annoying. I could totally understand. He's not handling it well, and that's a problem. But I get it. I get that frustration because you're just like, hold on, I want to be calling the shots. Isn't that what I'm meant to be doing? His desperation is his downfall. And that's the thing. If he wasn't acting so desperate, maybe people wouldn't have such a problem. It's not what you expect from your Captain America. No. That's the problem. Lamar has become his voice of reasoning. Yeah, he's like his little, I called him Jiminy Cricket. He's he's like his little conscience, you know, kind of telling him, no, maybe don't do that now. Or maybe listen. And it looks like John really listens to him. It's almost the Bucky and Cap relationship. It's mirroring it. And which explains later why he kind of goes a bit mental. You kind of question, you see glimpses of it with... um... Lamar but you question as to why the government wouldn't choose him because obviously we know why they wouldn't we know choose why him. they wouldn't choose him yeah but going by the two of these this is a guy who's psychologically there he seems a more fitting example to lead right now but um yeah anyway so so yeah walker's really angry walker's angry and frustrated you know the fact that sam had to be like stop before it gets weird like, do you know what I mean? Like, we're in public and you're having a hissy fit. Like, that's not suitable for Captain America. People are going to look at you. And because they know who he is. We see this again later. He's carrying he's, this he's, big he's shield on his back. I'm like, dude, people can see you from miles. So, like, behave. When he finds out that they know where Carly is, he's like, great, we can attack her. Take her on by surprise. And he's he's trying to take the lead of the situation. And Zemo's like, I, I, I kind of like him because he's kind of like, oh, like, I've got a person waiting there. Like, I'm trying to get past. I have a comment from someone on Facebook. Melanie Plowman Cobb said, did you notice a slightly weird moment when Cap first confronted Zemo in the street? The hand movements are mistimed. It's almost like Zemo was directed to move Cap's hands out of the way, but the guy playing Cap moved his hand off his chest too quickly. And she's like, MCU is usually so slick, but this is one of the moments where I thought I saw the actors rather than the characters. So I rewatched the moment. I don't know if it's mistimed, because I was thinking I can't imagine Walker allowing Zemo to take his hand off his chest. Yeah. It may have been slightly wrong, but I still don't think that John would have allowed Zemo to move his hand off his chest. (laughs) So I just watched the scene and Walker just pulls his hand away because he's turned around to talk to Sam. Yeah, Sam says basically he's going to talk. He wants to talk to Carly alone. But Walker seems to be under... He's a bit more black and white as well. He's like, you can't reason with her. So maybe Zemo and him have something in common. Sam says to him, like, now more than ever, she's vulnerable. Like, this is the best shot we've got to talk to Yeah, and he says, you know, this is in his wheelhouse. Like, he's dealt with soldiers with trauma exactly 
I'm going to miss Lamar because I liked, I'm assuming, you know, he actually did die. Um, because Not Spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> but like Lamar is really like observing the whole yes. scene and I'm not 100% sure he's even completely on John's side all the time he tells John you know let him have a go because if he can bring Carly down it's worth a shot yeah all four of them are soldiers they know everything that's happened in war what it entails what it does to a person and I'm sure they know like as in John and Lamar knows of Sam's past of course they would know of Sam's yeah. past but because of the limited series I feel like Marvel had to use Lamar as the escape goat to be John's downfall yeah he had to be the reason why he snapped who else would it be the Vintage Valkyrie is an amazing little shop that can be found on Etsy. The super lovely owner makes handcrafted jewellery and cards inspired by films, TV, books and games. And she's appeared at a major comic con here in London. She's just made a Captain America Shield greeting card, which looks amazing. And she's uploaded to her shop, so go check it out. She's even made a Captain America bracelet. Did you see that? Oh, yeah. Amazing. She makes other pieces too, inspired by Dungeons & Dragons, Back to the Future, including the Flux Capacitor earrings, which we both own. Yes. Final Fantasy, Harry Potter, and much more. You can find them all there for your geeky needs, or your friend's geeky needs, or your girlfriend's geeky needs, whoever needs them. Treat yourself. What's great is that she's also open to custom pieces, so we highly recommend her shop. She's talented and puts her heart and soul into each and every piece so defo check out her shop the vintage valkyrie on etsy and make sure you shop small it's important to help these businesses out especially in times like these and as a little gift from us and the vintage valkyrie you can receive a 10 percent discount on the shop now if you use the promo code geekly recap in capitals Woo! so they go to wherever this place is um, and Walker does not trust Zemo, so he handcuffs him. Um, I read that, you may have read it too, but, I mean, in the comics, Captain America did not have handcuffs with him. But apparently there was tie-in merchandise released in 1979 where kids could buy a utility belt. <laughs> I want one! <laughs> and it's featured a communicator, a decoder goggles, a watch, handcuffs, a secret decoder map, and a Captain America identity card and a secret message. That's cool. Yeah, he tells Sam that they he has 10 minutes, basically. There's not a lot of time, but all right. And he still can't wait. Oh, my God. He's just so impatient. It's crazy. You, <laughs> you mentioned last <laughs> week saying, oh, I bet he's just going to go in at the wrong time I and ruin did. everything. I did. I said every time he's going to go in and ruin things. <laughs> and he did exactly what I thought. <laughs> so predictable, John. <laughs> so, yeah, we're at Donya's funeral now. It's quite a small group of them. Carly mentioned she doesn't remember any of her family. I don't know whether you agree with her saying she doesn't remember having like a mother or father, just because with the text that she receives again, it doesn't add up. Maybe she doesn't have biological, but mm -hmm. I don't know. She says that until Donya came, she didn't feel she had family. She said that she saved her, clothed her, fed her, loved her. Um, and while she's doing this, she spots Sam and she looks terrified for a second, doesn't she? She looks vulnerable again. But what's Sam going to do? He's not going to like suddenly go attack her. I think her worry was that are they surrounded? Carly talks to Sam and they actually have a really nice conversation with each heart. other. Yeah. And he says that he's sorry for her loss. She says, don't condescend me. I'm not a child. The way she said that seemed very childlike anyway. 
And then she sits on a bench or a table and starts swinging her legs. Well, that's what you do when you sit on a bench that's high up and your legs dangle. You swing your legs. But she is a kid. She, she is. is a kid. I mean, I'm not, but, I'm not yeah. 100% you sure forget. how old she's meant to she's be. She's got to be a teenager. Which, you know, then it would explain because isn't it that your frontal lobe or something doesn't fully form until you're a certain age? So clearly she's not who she's meant to be yet. And remember, for this reason as well, she's taken the serum where she's not fully developed. If she has taken it, you know, let's say she is 16, then it could cause a lot more problems for her. Exactly. So, yeah, but yeah, she thinks she's making the world a better place. And, you know, she makes nice arguments, but it's not fully, you know, she hasn't thought it through. <laughs> and, you know, Sam says, you know, it's not a better place if you're killing people. It's just different. This, I think this is the first time we hear John have some kind of envy because he goes it must be easy for you with having the serum in your veins yeah it kind of sets it all up it's very fast and yeah in some ways i'm like yeah okay they're rushing through it a little bit but it worked i didn't listen to it and go oh that was handy but now when i think back i am like oh okay (laughs) they were trying to set it up but really quickly i almost feel like that line would have come in better after his fight with the um, Dora Milaje. I feel like, I, I know what you mean. I feel like that fight should have come before he had the chance to grab the serum. Because by that point, he already had the, like, he didn't, he didn't use it, but it was in his pocket. But imagine how Bucky feels, though. Like being told, oh, it must be easy. Has his life been easy? Exactly. You know, if he had his way, he wouldn't have the serum in his veins. It's They're all coming from different perspectives. So Someone just needs to slap. I really wish he used the vibranium arm to slap. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, I wish. Though, if only. Oh, well. He basically puts doubt into Bucky's head here. He's like, you know, we don't know what's happening up there. And for all you know, she's beating the crap out of Sam. You know, because he's not strong. Surely you'd have heard him, though. You'd think. But, you know, just the fact that the doubt is there shows you that Bucky does care. But I also think Bucky's kind of like, you're trying to get into my head and people have done this before, so I know what you're playing at. Mm. Like, he can see through it. Because they do turn up. But yeah, we cut back to Sam, who tells Carly, he doesn't say who said it, but he says, someone I know who knows all about super soldiers called her a supremacist, which she's like, no. I know child much (laughs) (laughs) but sam tells her that she's trying to make an army like she should stop you know she's killing innocent people and she says they aren't innocent and she says she calls those people roadblocks in my journey and i'd kill them again if i had to and sam's like wow (laughs) and immediately carly realizes how she sounded which she tries to deflect the blame as well i get where she's coming from in the sense that you know if you're enraged and you're angry and you're taking things personally you say stuff i'm not saying that she didn't mean it but in her head she doesn't think of herself as the bad guy so when she said it that way it's like when anyone says anything and they're like oh no you misinterpreted what i meant or you Uh put words into my mouth Uh you know she doesn't see who she is. She can see it in other people, but she can't seem to see it by herself. Sam has basically told her, like, you know, he, he gets where she's coming from. And he does say he agrees with her fight, but not the way she's fighting it. And he says Donya wouldn't have either. And it's probably true, because that hit something. For a second, he almost got through there. But, you know. Enter Walker. Oh, God. Again, I scoffed. Yeah. Dude, I was doing that in the first episode. <laughs> Literally turned up for 30 seconds and then the whole second episode. And now it's just like, oh my God. But you love him. Like, he's such a good character. And Carly, before fighting him a little bit, does 
shout, call him a Nazi. She runs away and Bucky goes to follow her and they do some like leaping and stuff. Staircase scene is always great for an action movie. Yep. And <laughs> we cut to, well, I wrote, we cut to Zemo. Nope. He's not there. It's just his handcuffs. Carly's gone somewhere and we, we're like wondering where Zemo is. Well, he's there ready to shoot her. He likes shooting people. That's his thing. You know what though? I was so on Zemo's side at this oh, point. Oh, really? Yeah. I was like, I, I get Sam, but I'm just like, go on Zemo. I was like, no, he should shoot her, but I didn't want him to like kill her. I didn't care to be <laughs> I know you didn't. <laughs> I was so rooting for Zemo. You know, she obviously gets wounded and she goes to hide. She doesn't try and fight him, which I found interesting. Like, why wasn't it even on her mind to just go fly kick him or something? Yeah. But I guess she got scared. Know. And when she got wounded, I guess, I mean, she's a kid. It so, shows, yeah, it shows the child you know. in her. And uh, she hides and the serum just falls out of the bum bag. <laughs> Fanny pack. And um, when he started smashing them, I went, oh, is this going to be something really unpredictable now? Like, are we actually, is this it? Are they finished? No. <laughs> Sadly, he didn't get them all because Walker goes and hits him in the head with a shield. I'm like, you know what? Comedic value, great, but... But I don't know if you had the same thought as me, right? Number one, how the hell did that shield like break his neck? Number yeah. two, dude, Zemo isn't like super soldier or anything. So he would have suffered like a you brain hemorrhage and died or whatever. You could have just gone and, and like slapped him whatever. across the face and knocked him out. You wouldn't need to like use that much force. I know Zemo can fight, but you are a soldier and you're taller than him. He probably could just could have grabbed him by the neck and choked him out a little bit or something to stop him. But no, he just went straight for the shield. Like that's his backup. If he doesn't have that shield, he has nothing. Look, originally the shield was used as protection. Let's say, like, in the first Avenger when Steve picks up the garbage can lid. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, definitely. It became a, a weapon. Yeah, like something to use when he needed it, yeah. sure. He's but... just, like, using it just for the sake of just flinging it. You know, like us, we like to have a look at everything. In the scene at the cemetery, I counted seven vials in the bag. Okay. And it looked like it held 15. So if eight has been used, then then where's the other five? Like in that bag. And then here, where they spill out, I spotted eight vials, nine if you count the one that's rolled away. Yeah. Yeah. So then with eight being used, that would leave three. Where the hell's the other three then? I was like, are they just like misplacing vials or am I, was I reading too much into this? I don't know. It's interesting because, you know, they know how the fans are and they, like, people read into everything. So. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if that was intentional. There's that to suggest that there are vials that we're not aware of, like someone else has been taking any. Yeah. Because they kept saying at least eight have been used. Mm -hmm. We only and there know was 20 of eight. in total, right? Yeah. So, yeah. So when I was counting them, I was like, the maths doesn't add up. Where are the others? Like the ring in Lord of the Rings, the vial calls to Walker. Oh, it really calls to him. I was like, I was expecting the music from Lord of the Rings to come in. Mm hmm. It felt like that moment. It, it really, really did. did. The way he played that scene was, it was really dark. It wasn't just the guy who just saw it and went, ooh, maybe. There was a real like head tilt happening all over the joint. So, yeah, like, Zemo. <laughs> yeah. And, and Spike from Buffy. It yes. felt very predatory. Which I liked. But this is the bit where I still have a bit of trouble into going... Just because, as you know, you, you said it, we are a bit worried about yeah, how it's going to end. Yeah, I was going to say the same. I'm like, why. while I loved it, are we going to have enough time to really believe that he went from that to that? Like, do you know what I mean? I don't, personally, I don't think 
John is a bad person. I just think there's a lot of darkness there, but only maybe because of things that he's been through. I hate to say it. I mean, like just a regular human. Not everyone. We've got stuff that we say. If we took that serum, I don't think I'd be like Steve Rogers. I wouldn't be like Steve. I I admit to that. I'm not 100% pure and true. (laughs) I would be lying to myself if I said I was. I would probably end up knocking someone out for stealing a chip off my plate or something like that. If it heightened, <laughs> if it got me at a if moment If it heightened where my I, hunger. <laughs> if, no, if it heightened my, like, my, you know how, like, when you have a feeling, like you were saying how something happens and you think it, like, you know, push this person in front of the car. <laughs> like, <laughs> yes. like, if it heightened that and I just did it, do you know what I mean? I'm no different to John Walker. Exactly. Sam and Bucky turn up and all they see is an unconscious Zemo. Yeah, and Carly's escaped at this point. They think that all the vials are destroyed. And this is where she says she waited too long. And she says that she believed that they were chosen. And she's got, she's a bit preachy, but that's who she is. This is where I get the cult vibes. People that are after that kind of power, there is a supremacy, like you were saying. Mm-hmm. And I, that just saying you're chosen is someone who thinks they're better than other people. You know, Dovich says, you know, that they're not going to be able to function with them on their heels. And they're like, we have to deal with them, including Sam. They get a text from the power broker. Yeah. It said, you play revolutionary on borrowed time, little girl. I want the serum back and I will find you and I will end you. And she just plays it off. Like she said, I'll deal with the power broker when the time comes. Yeah. And for me, like they don't, I get a feeling they don't know who the power broker is. But I think she does. And I think you're right in that it could be someone very close to her. Because she's kind of like, no, no, we need to deal with John Walker or killing Captain America. It's like, you know, the kid that runs away from home. Do you know what I mean? Like, that's the vibe I get from her. Like, she's taken something. Obviously, we know this. But she's taken it from someone she knows. And like you're saying, like, she's not that. She doesn't see the urgency in it, even though no. I'm sure she's afraid and of the power I'm sure broker because he's tough. terrified. Yeah. At this point, I'm just like, oh, I wish Zemo just shot you. <laughs> 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 this is why I should not take this serum. <laughs> Although, if I get the other person to do it for me. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, Carly does say that she wants to kind of deal with Sam, but without directly fighting with him. And the way to do that, she says, is by separating them and then killing Captain America. Because I guess at this point, she thinks they're on the same team. Because he says you can't fight two wars on win. Yeah. There's not enough of them at the end of the day. Definitely not. And there's not enough episodes either. No. <laughs> <laughs> so um, Sam is back. They're back at the house now. Sam is messaging Sharon. And he says, keep your eye in the sky on Walker. Let me know if he moves on Carly. So by eye in the sky, satellite. So she does have equipment that she can still use Zemo's uh resting his head with like a cloth a glass of whiskey <laughs> uh, yeah, Zemo asks Sam like if he was ever asked to take the serum and he says no and then he says but if you were would you and he immediately says no which Zemo found interesting he was like no hesitation so yeah he Zemo reminds well I'm saying reminds but he he basically he does he reminds Sam that you know Carly is not going to be able to be helped yeah, no, he says she's too far gone. We cannot allow her and her acolytes to become another faction of gods amongst real people. Super soldiers cannot be allowed to exist. Yeah. And Sam replies, isn't that how gods talk? Yeah. 
like Zemo can't even talk back about that because because he's got a point. And he goes, what about Bucky? Like, blood isn't always the solution. Yeah, I like the fact that Zemo, well, I don't know where what his intentions are. Maybe he isn't going to hinder anything. Maybe he is going to help. I don't know. We still don't know if he's going to do anything in the end. I like that he's open to, like, he might even change his thoughts. His character's definitely developed yeah. during these four episodes so far. <laughs> yeah. Bucky walks in, he's just like, that dude is crazy. He doesn't say it like that, but he's basically, he's yes. basically calling John Walker a nutter. And as I said, I I see it because I'm crazy. Yeah. And just when they're like complaining about how much of a nuisance he is, he bursts in. Ugh. He's coming across as a really crappy human being right now. When we meet him in the locker room, when he's talking later at the um, cafe, you know, we see the normal side of him and you actually go, okay, maybe there's more to this guy. But when we see him around everybody else, he's very much aware of the fact that he... He almost feels like he's belittled. Not that they've actually done anything to belittle him. Well, they belittle him. him a little bit here, but like... Well, here, but like <laughs> his actions so far... I feel like at the beginning, he's thinking, he's thinking, oh yeah, you know, I'm going to be a great cap. And then the moment he meets Bucky and Sam and they don't have want anything to do with him, it just changes everything, I think. Another thing that Walker does in this scene, well, basically everything he does, he breathes and I'm like, oh, go away. <laughs> Sam's trying to calm everything down. And, oh, he just takes that as like an invitation to fight but he's like oh i mean i mean obviously he doesn't say it like this but this he is does. how i heard he says it. it exactly oh, like that i want to put down the shield and then it's fair like who the hell do you think you are yeah it it's basically like oh my dick is bigger than yours oh. let's be honest and let's That's face it it's it probably is. not no <laughs> <laughs> who says he's stronger than sam at the end of the day sam's also a soldier and he's fought with the avengers for all we know he was a bully at some point. I definitely right? think he was. And so that was him trying to bully Sam. But before he's able to do anything, uh, a spear appears in between them. <laughs> it's so good. I was like, oh, good. Eight hours. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, so the Dora Milaje turn up. And I just wrote in my notes, Walker acts like a dick. He's like, put your pointy sticks away. Oh, oh go away. my God. And he touches her shoulder. Then I was like, <laughs> is it because she's a woman? Well, he's belittling it. Yeah, he's belittling it. But before this, Sam says to him, I think you should fight, like, Bucky before you take on them. <laughs> and yeah, they start fighting. I loved, because I was pausing it while I was watching this so I could, like, make notes. And I paused right on Zemo having a drink. <laughs> I have the photo saved on my phone. I thought I could use it for a meme for something. <laughs> so was Bucky. Well, yeah, Bucky and Sam were just standing there too. But yeah, finally Bucky does step in because Sam tells Some him Some of to. the best lines. Some of the best lines here though. Before, he goes, looking strong, John. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> wasn't he like... He killed me. Sam says, like, you should do something. And that's yeah. what he chooses to do. Yeah. He's got his arms crossed. You've got Zemo taking a sip of whiskey. And this is like them watching wrestling. How men would watch women wrestling in mud or whatever it is that they enjoy doing. I like the fact that Sam is like the mature one here. He is like, Bucky, we should be like doing something. And they finally do step in. 
and try and stop them from... Because, like, these women aren't messing. John says to them, you don't have jurisdiction here. And Ayo just says, the Dora Milaje have jurisdiction wherever the Dora Milaje find themselves to be. So, yeah, while they're all fighting away, Zemo sneaks out, of course. Ayo disarms Bucky's arm. Well, disarms him, like, literally. Literally disarms him. I don't know how you feel at this point. He's definitely surprised, and that's what I got. There's a lot of people online suggesting that this could mean the Wakandans still didn't trust Bucky, which is why they've got this. Sam says to him, did you know that could happen? And he says, no. I felt like it was like, we've given this to you. We could easily take it away. Just a warning. Us knowing how Bucky is, is could this possibly play on his mind as they don't trust me? Or I hope it doesn't. Hmm. <laughs> so they leave afterwards. <laughs> John's like in shock. He doesn't know what's just happened. Even though I laugh. I, I get him in a way because he's human, you know, and he's allowed to, he, he normally he'd be allowed to be the way he is. But when you're Captain America, obviously people expect more. I did feel for him a little bit when he were like, they weren't even super soldiers. Like he couldn't even, like how is he he's ever defeated. meant to be Captain America if he can't even do it against just regular people? Dr. Abraham Erskine said to uh, Steve in the first film, Whatever happens tomorrow, you must promise me one thing, that you will stay who you are, not a perfect soldier, but a good man. And to John, his idea of being Captain America is being the perfect soldier. Yeah, so Zemo has left. He he went down like a little tunnel under the bath. He al chapoed us. <laughs> the next scene is actually the bit with Walker and Hoskins. Uh, they're having a coffee in a little shopping centre area or something. And yeah, this scene is, I think it's a very important moment because we find out that John is worried about what the serum would do. He looks for guidance from Lamar, but without telling him he has a serum. He gives the question to him. He said power just makes a person more of themselves. And then he's like, you know, if you compare like Carly to Steve, you know, but then John's like, what about me? <laughs> but, you know, and, and Lamar does tell him he doesn't need it. Like, basically tells him he wouldn't need it because he's already got, like, three medals of honour. He said you consistently make the right decisions in the heat of the battle. Yeah. Obviously, we haven't seen this. What we have seen has been the total opposite. He says free badges of excellence to make sure I never forget the worst day of my life. We both know the things we had to do in Afghanistan to be awarded those medals felt a long way from being right. I like this quote because he goes, being cap is the first time I've had a chance to do something that feels right. When he has time to think and he's not being like, you know, big manly man, competitive, desperate, he is aware very much so of the responsibility on his shoulders as far as being Captain America and what that symbol is. I mean, he probably grew up also actually really believing that that's the kind of person he wanted to be. But obviously, we wish we could all be like that. Yeah. And But he's aware of right and wrong. He knows that they did some bad stuff in Afghanistan, whether it be because they were ordered to or whether it be that that's what he chose to do, considering he's the one who's making the decisions in battle then perhaps he made some choices that were not the best. But then Lamar has said he's consistently made the right ones, which makes me think he's made the ones the government still wanted him to make. Yeah, so obviously Lamar didn't know he had the serum, but he looks to Lamar for guidance and honesty 
And yeah, Lamar did say, oh, you already got medals. You don't need to be the super soldier. But I, you kind of wish that Lamar went, yeah, maybe don't take it. <laughs> you know, like you wouldn't need it. And also you kind of need to work on some stuff. I think first. if he asked him outright. I really wish. Lamar would have gone against it. Yeah, because Lamar makes a good point. He says, you know, how many lives could we have saved if we had the serum back then? I wish he'd just kind of made it a bit clearer that John would have had to work on himself a bit more before he could ever take the serum. Rather than tell him you're already a great soldier, that's not what he asked you. Yeah, this go- I know. It also goes back to me thinking this bit is a bit rushed. I'd love the fact that they put this in it because we needed it. Yeah. But they were just moving so quickly. It worked because of the great acting. Wyatt's acting in the face alone is amazing. So I believed it. I believed it wholeheartedly. But yes, definitely this could have used a lot more time to get to this point. So um, we see Louisiana right now. Sarah gets a phone call from Carly. And uh, well, I mean, to sum it up, I mean, she basically uses Sarah to get through to to Sam. There's a minor threat in there. But Sarah does say something interesting here, you know, because she's like, oh, Sam's working with Captain America. And Sarah says, I didn't choose him. And when Carly says, well, who would you have chosen? She says, my world doesn't matter to America, so why should I care about its mascot? Obviously, there are people like Sarah and Isaiah and others that have felt like Captain America has not represented them. He's never represented them. So, uh, yeah. So Carly basically says, I want you to tell Falcon to meet me alone. And I'll send you the details. And she immediately calls, well, we don't know about immediately, but she calls Sam. <laughs> I would assume it's immediate. Yeah, I guess it's immediate. And um, and Bucky seems worried here as well. He's immediately like, what's what's wrong? Exactly. And he tells Bucky and says that he's meant to go alone. But Bucky's like, I'm coming with you. So they arrive at the GRC camp, I think it was again. Um, and they're suited up now. They're ready. Yeah, he walks in and immediately shouts out her name. He's quite pissed. Oh, I don't blame him. Aww. What? That's how you'd react if I got taken, all right? Nah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, Carly tells him, basically. I mean, she kind of indicates what her plan is, right? I mean, she's like, well, I'm not going to kill you. That would mean nothing. <laughs> but she also says something kind of similar to John Walker, but not totally. She says, you either join me or let me go. And, you know, John Walker will join me or get the hell out of my way. <laughs> it's kind of the same. Kind of the same. <laughs> and while this is happening, Sharon is using her satellite stuff to track Walker. So she's got a tracker on him somehow. And she tells Sam that he's he's found them. Yeah, he's on the way, like he's close by. Uh, and they, they sense the urgency. So Bucky goes to rush towards it but Carly Carly's like basically she's into him (laughs) (laughs) so they fight a little bit but um Bucky knocks her down and Falcon tells him to go for it and Falcon goes flying so now we see Walker go into another building um with Lamar Uh, this bit was really this is the gun bit that I mentioned this is the gun bit but by this at this point you don't know that Walker has taken the serum. No, because in my initial viewing, I wasn't sure if he'd taken it here or, for, or if he takes it in this scene, I basically. don't think... Oh, yeah. He definitely took it by this point. I don't think it immediately kicked in. Because, yeah, because he's got the edgy moment. But Lamar heads up 
And I remember that the camera does like a weird sort of lingering on him. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, I thought, is, am I missing something? Mm-hmm. But now I guess it was his, his state, right? His psychological yeah. his state. His state something of mind, was, yeah. Something was going on. He kept seeming like slightly off, offer than usual. It's almost like what you see in drug addicts. They've just taken or they've just snorted something. Yeah. And you're a bit like jittery. and Yeah, there was jitteriness, but there was also like a sort of like he'd go off into a bit of a daze. I mean, I didn't even think they would split up. But is it because he was in a daze that they split up? Was Maybe. He naturally Maybe Lamar thought tail? he was right after him, yeah. right behind him. But yeah, because he kind of stops and it's a bit weird because you're like, I don't really understand. And he doesn't shout out for Lamar. He's quietly says Lamar. Yeah. So I thought at first that maybe they had those ear things. Yeah, but, ear pieces. But, but now I'm sort of, well, maybe he just didn't realize he wasn't by his side anymore. No, yeah, Mate, yeah, I agree. So he hears a gunshot or something like that, right? He hears mm-hmm, the gun goes off, yeah. Yeah, so he goes upstairs and finds a gun on the floor. I think he, he thinks, oh my God, there's danger and he bursts through a door. At this point, I'm still not 100% sure that the the strength has quite kicked in. And and then he kind of, I remember again at this point, I was like, what is happening? Because he just kind of looks at the floor for a while. And I kept waiting for the camera to cut to what he's looking at because he's having another moment. We see Lamar dragged across the floor and he's being tied up by the super soldiers. And then Walker is attacked. So he flings the shield. And this is where we see, if you're unsure about his strength from the door, you see his strength now because the shield literally just, goes through the wall and stays there i don't think it was intended i think he thought it was going to ricochet back at him mm-hmm. and obviously he doesn't realize his own strength right now and maybe that was the first sign that something his strength was kicking in yeah but he goes and just rips it right out yeah with no problem this with is no, the guy nothing. that in the other scene couldn't even get his the, the spear out of his <laughs> shield Do you remember he was pinned somewhere for yeah he was pinned to a table <laughs> so yeah you're like okay i think he's taking the serum now and yeah, someone just comes out and, and goes to attack him and the camera cuts. And then Fa- Falcon flies into that building, doesn't he, through the glass yeah. um, roof. And he sees John attack Dovich. And basically Dovich flies down the stairs and Sam's, you can tell <laughs> Sam's already like, uh-oh. Bucky gets there. <laughs> um, he starts to head up the stairs and he gets attacked by another super soldier <laughs> and here's the funny bit because he kicks him through uh-huh. this brick wall and the guy's there just unconscious <laughs> and he's like stay there <laughs> Yeah, please tell me this was improvised because it's a very Arnie line like stick around <laughs> stop it <laughs> Like it's stay there. It's got to be improvised. Surely. I hope so. I hope so. But yeah, I don't know. But it was funny, especially the way the camera cuts to the guy who's clearly not moving anytime soon. <laughs> Lamar's alone in this little bathroom area, and he's got the knife. He's got a knife from his yeah. pocket or something, and he's un- trying to get himself free. But Bucky has another funny sort of moment here because they're all fighting, and um, Falcon has his back to someone who's about to ha- attack him and Bucky knocks him out and just goes, you're welcome. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> but then unfortunately Carly comes in mm-hmm. and this is where everything kind of goes a bit dark because she's obviously there to kill John. That's her thing. And Lamar obviously being his best friend tries to stop him. And she, I mean, 
again, it's one of those moments where I don't think they realize their own strength. Do you know what I mean? They're just in the middle of a fight. Carly punches him and he goes into a pillar. Now, that happens sometimes in these kind of films, but usually to people who have the body to accept have it. that strength. Getting smashed into a pillar, I think, broke him immediately. I think it broke he his died. spine, yeah. He died, he died instantly, I think. But everything stops then. I mean, I understand Bucky and Sam stopping, but I was really surprised by everybody because I'm like, what did you think was going to happen in this fight? Well, that wasn't their intention. No, it wasn't their intention. Their intention was to kill John. I think it hits them that what they've done is a is a bigger mistake than killing. Killing Captain America is a symbol to the country or is a f- middle finger to the country. I suppose. Killing Lamar is almost innocent to them. I mean, obviously, it's it's to move the plot along. But in reality, mm-hmm. the fact that everything stopped and John was distracted. I, I remember shouting at that. I mean, not like I wanted this to happen, but I'm like, now's your chance. His back's turned. Does it matter how you do it? You plan to ambush him anyway. Stab him in the back. Yeah. I know I thought that as well on the first time. But the second time... They had to just leave the camera on John so we can see him snap. No, of course, for the plot, yeah. Yeah, but I agree with you. <laughs> In the reality, yeah. that's your opportunity. If I was playing a video game and it asked me to stab him now, that's what I would have done. Yeah. I wouldn't even just stab him, slit his throat, whatever. You don't care. If the whole plan is to kill him, what, suddenly you're too innocent and scared? Ridiculous. I know, this is why I don't really care for the flag smashers or Carly. Yeah, but, but I don't like... know whether it's their fault or the writers. Do you know Both? what I mean? Like, maybe they're in over their heads. They're just kids. They don't know what they're doing. This is bigger than they thought. I guess saying they'll kill Captain America was a nice pipe dream. I don't even know if they believed that for a second. She probably did. I don't know whether the others did. Yeah. Yeah, they make a run for it anyway. And also, this was weird for me because Bucky and Sam run out and yet they don't get to the scene in time. Where were they? They were, yeah. And... They were late to find... Obviously, they say something like, this place is a maze, because they were late to find Carly when John took yeah, the vial. Yeah, I guess that's the line they added in to make it make yeah, sense. Yeah, but, but here again, like, I don't understand Falcon why they're so fly, late. for God's sake. And Thingy's got super speed. Bucky's got super speed. So I was like, oh, look how that turned out. So I was a little bit like, I kind of wish there was something going on so we could understand why they weren't there in time. Did they take Lamar's body? No, because they like, ran uh, out. They ran out after Carly and, uh, and Nico. So where the hell did they go? I don't know why it took them so long. That was stupid. Like, I'm sorry. I want to love the show and I know that that's the whole point is that moment was meant to happen. But they could have just written in something for Bucky and Sam to happen, which is why they weren't there in time. Otherwise, I don't really get what was going on. Yeah. Because they ran out before. I know John Walker jumped out the window, but like, it, the, considering the others were out, they ran out just literally a few seconds before Bucky and Sam did. Did they go and pee? Unless it was a moment of turn left and turn right and they turned the wrong way because they're trying to obviously find Nico. Look, they released the uncut version of Zemo's dance. <laughs> so maybe we'll get the, the version where we see them going, which way was the exit? <laughs> like, the I want. <laughs> so obviously John jumps out the window. He's really like, he's just seen red. And he nails the superhero landing. Yes, he does. Uh, that was pretty cool. But you're so busy going, oh, sh-. I mean, his world has turned upside down. You don't use that shield to hurt someone like that. The scene, like I've posted on Instagram, where Steve does a similar... In Civil War. Um, He's not attacking an unarmed man. He's disarming. I know that you have Tony, like, 
shielding his face because at that moment I think he believed he that thought, Steve was yeah. going to kill him. Steve would never have done that. This is a guy trying to stop his friend from killing his best friend. Mm -hmm. And then we see John do this to a guy who had nothing to do with the killing of his best friend. I get his rage, but dude, the whole world is watching. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And they really were with their cameras out. And it was a very, very brutal scene. It was. I mean, it could have been more brutal. If it had been like made in the boys, it would have been crazy. But this was a very Homelander. I don't know what this is going to mean, obviously. It might be that he has absolutely no remorse. But based on what we know of him, I would say he will feel remorse. But I don't know how he'll handle that remorse. This is how I want the next episode to start. Start with a quick flashback to something that happened. In Afghanistan. Yeah, Afghanistan. And then however they cleverly cut whatever horror happened, we cut back to present and he's still standing there with all everyone filming him. I don't know, he'll snap out of whatever thing he's in. And it will basically show that he's had a blackout. Yeah, because like if you think about it, the fact that he was zoning off and all of that is showing that it's affecting him. He's still very much... Under the influence, basically. We got a message from Laura James who said, do you think Walker will hand over the shield voluntarily now that the world has seen what he's really capable of? Or will he have it forcibly taken from him? And then she wrote, hashtag not worthy, hashtag not my cap. (laughs) Oh, he definitely would not be holding Mjolnir, would he? (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) You know what? I have no idea. I don't know. I don't don't think he's going to hand it back personally. Maybe he'll drop the shield. Drop the shield. Drop the hashtag. Drop the shield. (laughs) (laughs) But um, I wanted to give the results of the poll that I had started last week which I did mention but they were still open then um, and it was do we trust Zemo will he help or hinder on Twitter it was 50 it was very close 56% said hell no he's using them and 44% said yes he's going to help this is a question though because are we actually going to see any more of Zemo in this we must do or is that him done for the series but um, the current poll is And it's still going on. You've got four more days from the point I'm recording this. Who will ultimately be the big bad villain of this show? I gave three options. One was Flag Smashers. One was the Power Broker. And the other was Other. And I said comment. Zero percent for Flag Smashers right now. Power Broker got 43 percent. And Other got 57. Unfortunately, not a lot of people have commented, even though it specifically says their comment. So if you do take this poll... Which, guys, if you go to Twitter at Geekly Recap Pod, please comment. But we do have one comment. Um, it looks like it's going to be John Walker. That's what people are saying. Which is fine. I'm, I'm, I'm happy with him being the main baddie in this. Next episode starts flashback, Afghanistan, horrible moment, cut to everyone's taking pictures of him and he's like, uh-oh, or whatever he's thinking. And then it ends with, we'll take care of him from now on. No, they won't. They're just going to use him again for later. And now he's US agent. The end. I've written it. (laughs) What do you guys think? (laughs) I think he's going to use his laser vision. (laughs) (laughs) Wrong show. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's it for this week. 
Remember to hit subscribe, and if you've been enjoying our show, we'd love it if you'd leave a review, either through your streaming service, if on Apple Podcasts, or on our Facebook page. Two more episodes to go of The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. What do you think will happen now that John's gone to the dark side? Will he be a bigger threat than the power broker? Let us know via our website, geeklyrecap.weebly.com forward slash contact, or through our social media at geeklyrecappod on Twitter and Instagram. Don't forget to sign up for our weekly emails for bonus content, exclusive offers, info on planned future episodes and more. And go to our Twitter at Geekly Recap Pod and take our current poll. Who will be the ultimate big bad villain of this series? We'll announce the results in our next show. Have a lovely week and we'll be back after the penultimate episode.